The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. I saw children on Friday cling to a chain link fence, waiting for someone to pick them up to go to a home that they did not have. Next on Life Today, pastors John and Matt Hagee discuss the incredible work they anticipate God doing through the sanctuary of hope. You've got an unwed mother. She can't find a living wage. How's she going to support that baby? Well, until you give her an answer to support the baby, what are you going to say about it? Well, here's an answer. It's great to be here. I, I welcome you. I'm James Robinson. My wife, Betty, are thrilled to have someone on television that's probably a whole lot better known than we are. And I mean, you talk about somebody who could preach. People used to say, James, you're a good preacher. You can preach. And then they hear this guy. Yeah, well, we thought you were a good preacher. John Hagee can flat preach. I got, I got news for you, though. John Hagee has a son. Now, some of you are hearing him, but I've had to break it to Dad. It's kind of tough to break it. But Matt, the son, I had to say, John, uh, he's going to best you. He is, I'm telling you, and you know what John said? He is. I know it. Would you welcome John Hagee and his son, Matt Hagee, to life today? Hey, John. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love that son right there, and he loves his dad. Do, do you think this boy has, has got it? I mean, he's a man, but he's still, he's still your boy. You think he's got it? He's, he's, got, he's more than got it. He's more than got it. I, I think that he will be... Uh, one of the great preachers in America to his generation. I, I think he will reach mm -hmm. the world with the gospel yeah, <laughs> through television, mm -hmm. and I think his exploits will exceed mine. <laughs> Those are, that's my prayer to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And Matthew is preaching 20 years beyond his age he is. with a quality and a knowledge that is supernatural. It is. Matt, I love you. You know that. Thanks yes, for being sir. my friend. And John has actually encouraged you to hang out with me. I, I take that as a compliment. He's allowed, allowed me to yeah. hang out with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he didn't force you to. No, sir. He, he gave me permission to engage. And, and, and it's been a joy to have the privilege to get to know you. And it's great to be here on your program, to have the opportunity to share uh, so many wonderful moments with you. This is just another one. Well, it's a joy to have you. And I'm excited about the vision, not only that you have been fulfilling, but something fresh God's given you now. I want to mention this. John Hagee was here, Pastor Hagee, not long ago, Cornerstone Church, San Antonio. And by the way, that church, this man, has impacted, in my opinion, in the most positive and profound way, the city of Houston. I mean, the city of San Antonio <laughs> and Houston, everywhere. But San Antonio has been impacted. The way I really do believe that if we, if we as the body of Christ will represent our Father and see His kingdom will accomplished in our life, we will impact cities, communities, and that's what they've done. Uh, he came with the book, Three Heavens, and talked about it. This is a companion book that's out, Angels and Demons. One of the things that John talked about very, very clearly was about the reality, not only the angels, but demonic activity. And it came across so clear. He is an excellent communicator and an excellent writer. I think you will enjoy the message here, but I want you to share why we're really sitting here now. God has given you a vision. I'm going to let you tell us the name of what you're about to engage in, but then I want Dad to tell us where it was birthed. What is it, Matt? This vision is called the Sanctuary of Hope. 
and in really doing justice to the name, it's exactly that. It's a facility that's going to be on a property there just about seven miles from our church that's going to be a home for unwed mothers. And the purpose for this really came as a reaction and a response to the barbarism that we saw displayed in these videos on Planned Parenthood when, when people became so aware of how graphic and gruesome the atrocities of, of abortion were. For sure, the church has for years spoken about life and, and how valuable it is. But at the same time, it's one thing to point at evil. It's another thing to offer a solution to evil. A young lady that finds herself in a circumstance where she doesn't have what she considers to be a solution. She doesn't understand what she's going to do if she has a baby. She doesn't understand how her life is going to progress past that point. She needs a place where she can go and, and have hope. And so this 48-room dormitory uh, is going to be an unwed mother's home surrounded by cottages where children can be raised. Orphans and fatherless children can come and receive not only the stability of a family, but a Christ-centered education, not only a Christ-centered education, but training that gives them the opportunity to live a life of empowerment, which leads to hope. That's why it's a sanctuary, a refuge of hope where these children can come. I shared it in, in a sentence with one individual that said, well, why would you do that? I said, you know, children who go to Planned Parenthood, they get a death sentence. I said, children who come to the Sanctuary of Hope are going to get a life sentence, Amen. and we're going to make sure that life sentence is something that impacts generations. But I just want to say, Betty and I are going to be supporters of it. I believe life will be a support of what you're doing. I'm praying all of you, you're going to hear more about it, will be praying, God, fulfill this. And I pray it actually spreads all over the nation and impacts the world. Uh, John, tell us where the vision kind of started. I worked in an orphanage when I was in high school in Houston. I began to see the world through the eyes of an orphan. I saw children on Friday cling to a chain link fence, waiting for someone to pick them up to go to a home that they did not have. They would tell each other how wonderful their father was, how wonderful their mother was, but their mother and father never came. One young man on one particular day who had been hanging onto that chain link fence for weeks, no one ever came, finally walked away with tears dripping off his cheeks and he reached over and took my hand and said, Mr. Hagee, could you help me? I have never seen such a desolate, broken-hearted face in my life. And um, it's something that I never got away from. When I beca became a pastor, I tried to start an orphanage, but did not have the economic muscle to get that done. Whenever we began to recognize the enormous need in America where a young lady who finds herself in crisis can have a hopeful, godly, uh, gracious solution. This thing that had been in me all of these years just began to explode. And I said, we are going to build a sanctuary of hope where young ladies who find themselves in a crisis can have a Christ-centered solution and give life to this baby. I announced it to my congregation that we were going to do this. And one of the ladies in the congregation told uh, a citizen in uh, San Antonio, and she immediately called the church. She said, my 13-year-old girl 
was raped by a man in the neighborhood when we were gone shopping. She was babysitting, and she has been raped. She is pregnant. Here is a child giving birth to a child. She needs long-term care in her life to birth the baby, to have the opportunity for it to be adopted out, but for herself to remain there to receive an education, to break the cycle of poverty in which many young people in America find themselves, where they go, according to the welfare system, to have one, two, three, four babies. That's all they would support. But the only way they can get a financial raise is to have another baby. And so we're going to help them with education to break this cycle of poverty, and then when they get out, uh, of high school, they can go to a college, they can go into the military, but they have the tools with which to compete in a society of great technology and be a self-sustaining citizen. You know, you told me about it when we were visiting, Matt, why your excitement. It seems really, it's amazing how it really got in your heart. Well, it's such a solution. You know, uh, there's, as I said earlier, so many people can, can say, well, that's wrong. But whenever you come up with a solution for what is truly wrong and truly evil, uh, I believe that people who have the Spirit of God in them, they rejoice in those things. And so it, it really felt uh, like it was God saying, this is my answer to that problem. It's not the church's answer in Cornerstone in San Antonio. It's the body of Christ's answer and the kingdom answer across the country because in San Antonio, we're going to have the opportunity to help everyone that God brings to uh, our campus. But I believe that there are like-minded ministries across the country that when they see what this will do in healing wounds, in healing hearts, in, in building a foundation in a generation that's, that's centered around Christ instead of a government. You know, we, we as the church have outsourced so many things to the government. We've said educate our kids. We've said provide for us health care. We've said do so much more than what you're supposed to do, which is protect us. And because the church has outsourced those things, we've lost influence. Well, the way that the church regains influence is it takes those things back. And the way it takes those things back is it finds people who needs them and then provides it to them. And people who love who will make it possible. Absolutely. When, when you hear this, Betty, what happens in I'm your heart? I'm excited about it because I can't even imagine it at 13 and now you're faced with having a baby. You know, you're still a child yourself. Yes. But to have that, that spiritual support around them and the counseling and someone to walk through it with them because I can imagine that that young girl is frightened. She doesn't know what to expect. You know, she, it's too early for her to be even having to go through something like this. And to have the people there in the place for her to go, because it's a desperate situation for them. And a lot of times I think that young girls make the wrong choice. Without because, a doubt. Yeah. They, 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 they have so many issues that they're facing at too early of an age. They're not able to address these issues properly and they think that the quickest solution is to go to a Planned Parenthood or an abortion uh, clinic and, and a simple procedure solves the problem. In this process of, of making this vision known first to our church and we've shared it across the country as God has given us opportunity, um, so many people uh, from so many different backgrounds and, and, and at so many different ages come up and say, this is a part of my story. M my mom, you know, had me out of wedlock and, and the circumstances they share are sometimes horrific and other times just very challenging. Uh, I've never met a mother 
that regretted having her baby. I've met several women who have forever regretted aborting their baby. And whenever you see the scars that are involved in that process and you recognize this is a solution that helps eliminate that challenge and and they don't even have that problem, they're going to be receiving hope and they're going to receive the love of Christ and they're going to receive the work of God and the kingdom of God in this situation. What the enemy intended for evil, God's going to take and turn for good. And instead of curse an entire generation with the blood of innocent children, we're going to see innocent children raised to give life to the rest of the world through the power of God. It's something that if you don't rejoice over that, you just don't know what makes people, you don't know what makes God happy. What, is, excuse me, what has been the response from people that hear what, what's going to take place and as far as maybe even working there to help? We, we have people who are, are lining up to work. Uh, the people who are excited about helping these young ladies are numerous and they're very, very talented. God immediately sent to us Dr. Powell. She has a doctor's degree in handling uh, social problems of this nature. And whenever the body of Christ hears this, there's so much scripture about children. James says, this is the highest demonstration of pure faith to the care of the widows and the orphans. Jesus said, suffer the little children and bring them unto me. There's a Jewish saying that he who saves one child's life saves the world. Hmm. And that's an enormous statement of truth. My heart leaped when I heard about it because we do have a fatherless world. You're demonstrating the love of the Father. You're finding the various members of Christ's body ready to reach out and help. Our viewers live to extend the hands of God, express the heart of God. It's something that's in them. Have you found that to be the attitude, Matt, of the people you've talked to? Do you sense that people who know someone in need are going to rejoice that there is a sanctuary of hope? Do you feel like the people, like your dad said, will be ready to come and work? And do you believe that believers, Christians, are going to step up? You've already got the land. Is that sort of a miracle? Absolutely. Without a doubt. We we made this uh, vision known to our congregation um, this past fall. And shortly thereafter began the process of searching for property. Uh, San Antonio, as much of Texas has recently, is just, you know, really growing and, and a lot of growth takes up a lot of real estate. We found 85 beautiful acres about seven miles from the church and about four miles from major medical facilities. Both were very crucial to the nature of what we're going to be doing in ministry on that property. As soon as we said we found property, we were able to, through the support of, of our church and uh, members of the ministry that support it through partnership, acquire the property, and now we've started to prepare the property with wells and all the facilities. Uh, And as you mentioned, people who hear about it, the thing that is remarkable to me is not only their excitement, but their urgency. They want buildings to go up now. They want people to come to that campus now. Whenever you you mention to them, well, it's going to take time to build a building, they want us to add water, stir, and shazam, it's there. You know, I mean, it's it's, it's very similar. You know, when, when we watch what this ministry does here all over the world with water, you, you almost want to take a cup of water in your hand right then that moment and go hand it to somebody who's thirsty because it's just so compelling to see that need met. Sure, well, sure. I see that people are seeing the vision of how this works and they're seeing it as a need met because one of the challenges that the world has thrown in the face of the church is, well, what are you going to do about it? 
you know, you've got an unwed mother. She can't find a living wage. How's she going to support that baby? Well, until you give her an answer to support the baby, what are you going to say about it? Well, here's an answer. I believe with all my heart that this will be multiplied. All right, you've got a beautiful design. We're putting it up on the screen where people can see it at home. You can see the buildings. That center building there in the very center, because this is going to be quite expensive as it grows, up to total you can take care of when it's finished. How many can be in the facility? 48. 48 in the first facility. 48 in the first facility. But in the facility. whole facility. What Correct. There, there's 48 that can, unwed mothers that can go into that major home. The, the houses the that... The first building. Mm -hmm. Correct. The houses that surround it are cottages for children in different ages. So there will be a, a home for infant children, a home for toddlers, a home for elementary, a home right. for middle school. First phase is how much? $10 million. Now bear in mind, we're asking you to help us fulfill mission calls. But I also know God sometimes focuses your attention. You may say, that's where I'm going to work. I'm going there. I'm going to be an answer to the prayers of the church family and the people that are in the sanctuary of hope. Or you may be inclined. Betty and I, and I didn't talk to you about this, but I want to ask, can we just say we'll give $1,000? Absolutely, absolutely. All right, wouldn't it be wonderful if 1,000 people, because that first building you talked about, that centerpiece, is $10 million. $10 million. Wouldn't it be wonderful if at least the tithe portion of that could come today by another 1,000 people saying, okay, and you don't don't mail it to life, okay, mail it to them, all right? Do you, know, do you have a lot of preachers go around and do what I'm doing right now? Just Never something? had it happen before. <laughs> yeah. So, so you fact. believe in miracles, right? Well, on Sunday I start my 59th year in the ministry. And, and you've I'm seen having this a novel experience tonight. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> hey, let me just say this, John and, and Matt. I love you I told you James was our friend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen to me. You are the ones that inspire us. You are so, I, I so much want to wanna hug you. Say, you don't want to hug me, you know. <laughs> yes, I would. Because every one of you that's pour the love of God out, you are such an inspiration. And I pray that you help this just get off the ground with another miracle. John says, this is a miracle. I just see in all these over 50 years of ministry, but you are the miracle. John, we're going to show our viewers something. And by the way, this is when many of you, rather than running for cover or changing channels, it's when you lean in and you say, show me a prayer that needs an answer. And we're going to be the answer. I want you to look and I believe you're going to be captivated by the heart of God and by what God can do with a yielded life like yours. Watch. Globally, contaminated water extinguishes hundreds of thousands of lives every year, and nearly half of those lost are children under the age of five. In Angola, mothers face an awful choice between giving their children dangerous contaminated water or watching them suffer from dehydration. In Cambodia, waterborne diseases are wiping out entire families. Our team encountered parents who have lost as many as seven children. In the Amazon, disease-causing organisms are not the only danger families face in their daily quest to quench their thirst. In this village, Sending your child to the only available source of water means exposing them to a harrowing array of deadly creatures that lurk in and around the water. 
The vulnerable children who depend on this water for survival must run a daily gauntlet of danger, risking their lives just for a drink of water. These odds are far from fair. Yet parents reluctantly run this terrible risk with their little ones day after day, because there is simply no alternative. At Life Outreach International, we can give them an alternative, one that will give them clean, clear, life-giving water. But only if you act with compassion, today, before it's too late. You know, when I look at those settings and those scenes where Betty and I have been all over the world, and I think we're going to drill, with your help, 500 more water wells in 15 different nations. But when I was looking at those children, some of them just capture my heart. And you look at, look at their little faces, and you look in not to just a great uh, sea of need, but you're seeing the, the faces of these little children. Just look at those. Those images right there, that little girl, you know what she's saying when she looks up? Is there hope? Is there help? Betty, we're the ones that look into that little girl's eyes and the thousands that she represents and say, we will give you more than just a cup of water. We will give you a well of water. Absolutely, and you know, the solution is very simple, but the need is very great. I hope you'll join us and let's drill these water wells. Let's give them water for life and then introduce the life of Jesus to them. It will make a big difference. It makes it so easy when they have seen the love expressed to understand the love mm -hmm. and its origin in our Father and in Christ. They listen so well. Would you do as an individual what many people have told us they found indescribable joy doing? Making it a go to drill a well every year. We have some businesses and some companies that drill. We have a few businesses that give the resources to drill every month. They say, we're gonna send you the money for a well every month. Now see, those are worthy goals, but, but you need to hear this. You may be able to drill a well. I pray you will. I pray you'll be excited about it. Betty and I committed to do this more than 10 years ago. And we watch God do some amazing things to enable us to do it. And we take joy in that. You know, the Lord really does bless those who love to bless because God likes to bless through yielded vessels. And so you can drill a well, you do it. Listen to this. Most of the money, Betty, comes not from the people who give the 4,800. That's so important, so meaningful. Or people who give 24 or 1,200 and pray for three to join or another to join. Most of it comes from people who understand that $48. Did you understand that? $48 will give 10 people water the rest of their life. Don't we wish we could do that here in the States and in other advanced countries? Well, we can do it with those wells. And remember, in many places, they don't even have electricity that they can depend upon. And so we give them a manual pump that even children can get the fresh, clean water. The $48 will give 10 people, 144, 30 people, or whatever you can do, please, just ask God. What do you want me to do to meet the need in that child's life, to be the answer to that family's prayer? Would you go to lifetoday.org or dial that number, take your bank card, use it like a check, and make the gift God puts on your heart? We would like to send you our pastor, Robert Morris, his new book. It's on hearing God. It's called Frequency. Tune in to hear God. This is 
fabulous teaching. The reason that our church is filled with so many people, over 30,000 a week, coming to the church because they hear the Father's voice through a pastor, but they learn to hear God's voice. It is the question most people are asking, our pastor Robert and Betty and I, how do you hear God? Well, Robert wants to help. We also have a journal that you can write down how God is revealing his way and his word to you to tune your ears. Be a real blessing. We want to say thank you. We have a beautiful bronze that we're offering. We want to bless you as you bless others. Please, right now, lifetoday.org, or just dial the number. Do what God has led you to do. Thank you. Every day, children living in extreme poverty are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink filthy, polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most proven and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, you can help establish and drill 500 water wells in remote villages in over 15 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. $72 will provide for 15 people. And $144 will help provide fresh water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we would like to send you Pastor Robert Morris' new book, Frequency. As you read, you'll discover how to hear God's voice, receive direction for your life, and experience a deeper connection with God. With your gift of $100 or more, you'll also receive the Hearing God Daily Journal and Scripture Pen, a wonderful way to record what God is impressing on your heart and a beautiful keepsake for your daily prayer time. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well and you may request our beautiful Majesty Bronze Sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. I hope you will ask for the book Frequency, and we want to thank you so much for your gift. I want to mention this because what Pastor John shares is so so effective and so well communicated. If you'd say, James, could we have that book, Angels and Demons, and uh, learn some of these things, some of the spiritual lessons, well, we'll be happy to send it to you if you'd like to have it. You just simply help us give a cup of water. You ask for it, we'll be glad to send it. Would you join Betty and me in saying thanks to John Hagee and his son, Matt? Cornerstone Church and all of you who pray for Pastor John. And let's see that sanctuary of hope built to the glory of God and be an inspiration to the world. Thank you both for being here. Appreciate you, man. Thank all of you for being with us. God bless you. Thanks for watching.
Tomorrow, living in severe poverty as a child, Chris Brown promised to never do that to his family when he grew up. This promise was broken when everything fell apart. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.